Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. There's actually a lot of breaking news, but first things first, our tour tickets are on sale. Come to Dallas, come to Minneapolis. Hashtag come to Dallas. Hashtag come to Minneapolis. There's an early show in Vancouver now. There's a late show in Austin. There's going to be another show in LA. There's going to be another show in New York City. So just keep going to whoweekly.us and clicking the live tour page. To see what all the updates are. Yeah. And we're tweeting them out. We're Instagramming them out. We're updating. We're, we're threading them. We're not. We're threading them. <laughs> <laughs> we actually haven't threaded whoweekly.us yet. What do you mean? We haven't threaded a link to our tour yet. Should I just do that? Should I just thread, yeah, thread a link it. to our tour? But what does that do? Quote tweet the real Deborah Messing's first thread, which is, okay, y'all, here we go. Hoping for the best. <laughs> Can I retweet Idina Menzel's pre-save hashtag drama queen instead? Yes, that's better. You want me to say, hey, come, hey, come see us live on tour. When you're done pre-saving, buy tickets to our live show. When you're done pre-saving. Okay, first of all, you know what's not a word? Pre-saving. I hate pre-saving. <laughs> I hate pre-saving. There's something so debasing about a musical artist being like, pre-save my album now. My Ugh. keyboard is like, pre-saving is not a Lindsay word. Literally, Lindsay literally has to go to the Apple store after we record because okay, her keyboard is, has listen, been shredded listen. somehow. Okay, I'm obviously on my phone. I can't like a thread on the computer. I can barely thread on here. Also, the buzzing, <laughs> the ambient buzzing that this app gives off. Like, this is a broken <laughs> app. Like, fix this damn thing. Okay. I turned off all the notifications. You can probably hear the buzzing that's happening. You can't turn off. How do you turn off the notification? How? Click notifications and you say pause all. I literally don't know how to do that. Okay. www.whoweekly.us. This is good for the pod too because you guys remember slash live. Okay. <laughs> hey, come see us live on tour when you're done pre-saving. Okay. I, re- I re- <laughs> threaded it. I threaded it. So now we have a quote tweet of Tyrese in which it says, Beautiful Pain album is coming soon. Make sure you stream my single, Don't Think You Ever Loved Me on all platforms now. Then Adina Menzel, pre-save, hashtag drama queen. And we say, hey, come see us live on tour when you're done, pre- <laughs> when you're done pre-saving. <laughs> okay, also, I have to say I did a little bit of reporting because I you know, was on threads when it launched last night. Ellen DeGeneres threaded... Ellen DeGeneres' thirst. Ellen DeGeneres' first thread. That's like a Sally sells seashell situation. Was something incredibly stupid. I didn't even save it. It was just stupid. It was just bad. And okay. then I rethreaded it. You can see in our threads. I rethreaded it and I said it's okay. It's bad here too. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone saw it. it. Then she deleted it. And she threaded another first thread that just said, "Welcome to gay Twitter." And I said, FYI, Ellen de- deleted her first thread and then posted this. 
So I'm just trying to keep Ellen accountable on threads. Why does Ellen even need to be on threads? I know. Retire. Go home. Spend some time with Portia. Why are you here? You don't have a show anymore. Right. Like, why when I opened threads was Ellen already there? Like, do you think, is is this like her thing where she's like, I like love tech, like her thing is like being in technology? Every celebrity loves to be like, I love tech. I love tech. It's so boring. It's like saying you like music. You know, it's so dumb. Oh, you know what it is? I bet she's invested in Instagram and they like sent out something to all their investors to be like, please get on threads when it launches and like tweet something. Oh, she's invested in Meta. And I feel like they said like, okay, like we need all of our biggest like social users to to like thread when it comes out. So like, can you have your team like make sure they thread something? <laughs> so, so her team threaded. Or... Even if it's not that sort of like explicit financial backing, they went to their top users and let them know. They gave them a heads up no, and that's said, you're going to want to start threading. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like you're going you're to want to You're going to want to be a part of this, a part of this hell. And Deborah Messing, I don't think was on that list because I have to repeat this. Okay, y'all, here we go. Hoping for the best. <laughs> JLo definitely got the thread email because she threaded. Oh, are you kidding? Can't get enough of your threads. Music notes. That's my favorite thread so far. I saw that and I was like, what tune is she singing that in? First of all, she's singing it out of tune. <laughs> she's singing it out of tune. No, but like, what's the what's the melody of that? Because like when you put the music notes, I assume it means you're singing it. So she's like, if you see my thread, like that. If you saw my threads. No, you're right. The answer is that she's not singing it because she's not it's singing really not it. her forte. <laughs> she's um, simply not singing it. Okay. Well, follow us on threads or whatever. I mean, honestly, don't follow us on threads because like I'll get bored of this like so fast. Bobby didn't even know how to log in. Well, I didn't know how to log into both because I was logging into me because that's what signed up instantly. And then I was like, oh, I can switch accounts as easily as Instagram, but you can't switch accounts on threads as easily as Instagram. You can switch them sort of. But it requires like one extra button push. Popcrave is now, but their name is Popcrave now. I don't even Pop think Crave they, now. They they're not even Popcrave on Instagram, which is like kind of tragic. There's other breaking news, though, and it's actually quite sad. What happened? We had not one, but two gay couples split up after six years of marriage. Wait, the same? Both of them were married for six years? For six separately? years. Separately. That's, that's so random. I know one because I saw it this morning. Billy Porter and husband Adam Smith. Oh, no. I meant the other one. <laughs> oh, Ricky Martin and husband Juan Joseph. Wait, so both of these husbands, these Split all these up after six years of marriage, were married six years. What's the deal with that? Is that like a curse for gay marriages? Gay marriage is a new entity, so we don't know. How many years have you been married? <laughs> I'm, I'm approaching you... five. I'm approaching five. Okay, well, watch out for six. <laughs> I'm just saying it's newer, so like six years, like are you, like who's hitting that six-year mark? R- Ricky and Juan and Billy and Adam did, but then they said bye-bye. They have a lot of kids. They have kids, too. They have kids, there was like yeah. drama with the kids and stuff, right? Yeah, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, there's been like, there's been very peculiar and kind of inscrutable Ricky Martin drama over oh, the past always. year. And I wonder Every, if yeah. that had anything to do with it because it was really strange. It probably put them through them some stress. Probably put them mm-hmm. through some stress. Mm-hmm. You but know? yeah, they have two kids. And I don't think Billy Porter and husband Adam Smith had two kids. Yeah, they didn't. Billy Porter and Adam Smith did not have kids. Both of these breaks are, are being reported by Pop Crave now on threads. <laughs> oh, wow. In a thread on threads, combining the two gay marriage breakups? No, only you because you're a fucking genius would put together that they're both <laughs> gay genius. and it's for six years. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Pop, Pop Crave is not getting to that level of kind of thoughtfulness and like kind of 
introspect not introspection what am i di- uh di- diagnosis dialysis not dialysis di- what's the analysis? word analysis analysis it's analysis, analysis. thank you diagnosis yeah, like, <laughs> only you are getting that kind of sounds like the scientology one what's that one diagnostics dianetics dianetics only you are are analytical enough to kind of put two and two together or four and four together as we as it were no it's two to two and two <laughs> it's two to figure out i'm taking two into a part is what i'm doing well so are they best of luck to these two couples i think that they waited until july because i don't think gay couples are breaking up during pride gay couples oh, are not breaking can't. up during pride they waited you until july absolutely cannot break up in june i just saw a really good thread okay what is it it's from the today show oh my god i forgot about the day show and it's hoda and jenna with their glasses on staring and squinting at an iphone and it says us since last night can you retweet that please please i'm gonna rethread that on who weekly's threads oh, what do you call god. it i don't know rethread like rethread retweet this kind of is a good format for us because it's words. You know, like we flopped the TikTok so hard and continue to. This might be the one that we uh saving grace. I'm so thrilled that people care about a social media account that's words again. <laughs> TikTok isn't working for me. Here we go. Us since last night. Oh, I'm gonna god. quote and I'm gonna add I'm gonna add a crying laughing emoji. Oh my god. Today's show is so good. Did you follow them? Because now I'm just seeing them all over the feed. Yeah, I just okay. followed them. Uh, right. since last night now p- i posted the thread so look refresh it can i can i p- oh it's <laughs> 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 uh, uh, so good uh, it's so good okay you are listening to who's there our weekly call-in show where we take your questions comments concerns at 619 who them and thread us at who weekly <laughs> why not just send us your threads and we can answer your threads your no, threadshins if you see like funny celebrities on th- like because it's just hard to seek them out. But if you if you see some funny celebrity threads, like just add us or something, send them to mm-hmm. us. I don't know how you I don't even know how you send them like add us under them. I didn't read my actual favorite thread, which is the one that you found from Colton Underwood. Yeah. Speaking of gay people, <laughs> I'm really digging this. It's like Twitter, but better. And the people are nicer. It's like, babe, it just opened. Wait. Two minutes. <laughs> I know. And then I retweeted it, question mark, question mark, question mark. So I'll show him who's nice. Yeah. It's like, oh, you think Threads is nice now? Have you been on the internet before? Are you stupid? I like, fuck you. No. no more no, and more no. celebrities Threads are turning nice. me into Angelina Pavarnik whenever I who? look at their feeds. I'm oh, like, are bag. you dumb? Um, <laughs> um, hello? Trash. Carrying my trash bag, yelling at Colton trash. Underwood. Um, Hello? Okay, you couldn't even get into the Hookley account until this morning. Let's not. She would say that to me. Angelina would say that to everyone. Um, hello. Is she on threads yet? Um, um hello. Hello. <laughs> Let's see. Are you stupid? Um, hello. Are you stupid? They're taking their underwear off in the f***ing jacuzzi. Are you dumb? If that's not her first thread, she's not doing it right, and she should hire you to be her social media manager. <laughs> Angelina MTV. Oh, God. Follow. What's her, What are her threads? Um, hello. Hi, babes. Am I doing this right? That was her first thread. Can you retweet that, please? I'll quote it and I'll say, should have been um, hello. Yeah, thank you. Follow me, everyone. Hashtag newbie. <laughs> She's good. She's good. Come on. She's good. People are going crazy on threads. People love threads. I'm obsessed with threads. Um, hello. Um, hello. Why does mine sound like Kermit? We'd love to add to this thread the gif of her saying, um, hello, but I don't know how to do anything on threads. So I'll have to do that later. The official Jersey Shore account on threads just threaded, 
a gif of Snooky walking in saying party's here and it says quack quack. Like that's a good threat. That's a good threat. <laughs> well, I don't get it. Why is the duck? The duck phone. The phone. Oh, not because of threads or anything. <laughs> Wait, they just threaded Sam. The first night on threads and that's the end of the thread. See, you're like, you're such a sucker for this. Wait, that's so good. Well, there's no better show ever made than the first season of Jersey Shore. Come on, I are know. you kidding me? Okay, I know. Oh, I get it. The first night at bed. The first night yes. at... Yes, the first night at bed. The first night at bed, when you left, <laughs> Ron made out with two girls. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Okay. Can you fin- Can you stop? Can you finish, please? Yeah, here's a call. So, I was looking at... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, this is so funny. I looked up Raise Your Voice on Wikipedia just because I was curious. Um, I've never seen it. Sorry. Um, would you like to guess who plays Hilary Duff's mom in that movie? Yes, that is right. It is Rita Wilson. I'm French. Rita and her niece in one movie. That's nepotism. Yeah. I've never seen this movie, so I... Neither have I. I didn't know that it opens with, like, trauma, but of course it does. Like, so many movies for children open with, like, death. Well, she doesn't sing again because she's sad because her brother died. Oh. Jason Ritter. Okay. So she's Jason like... Jason Ritter. They're like, you have a beautiful voice. Speaking and she's of like, nepotism. No, trauma. Right. And then she's like, la, 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 la. Is Hilary Duff's mom Rebecca De Mornay in this movie? Are you kidding me? Is that Rebecca De Mornay? <laughs> Can you stop, please? That's a serious question. Is that Rebecca De Mornay? Rebecca De Mornay. Rebecca De Mornay? It's Rebecca De Mornay. She's Aunt Nina. Oh, my God. I guess you got to see this movie since it has all your faves in it. Cool. Okay. This is fun. On April 20th of this year, maybe? April 20th. For the holiday 420, Rita posted, It's hard to believe 40 years have passed since my guest-starring role on Three's Company. Who remembers this episode when Larry was set up on a blind date with Agnes? Not me, I don't remember it. And the reason he didn't want to date her was because her name didn't sound like it belonged to an attractive woman. What? Love John Ritter and the entire cast. Years later, I worsens with John. Okay, I worked. I Clearly, it autocorrected, <laughs> I worked with John's son. <laughs> I worked. I worsens with John's son, Jason Ritter. <laughs> On a movie with at Hillary Dove called Raise Your Voice. <laughs> I do like that Rita's putting together the pieces. You know what I mean? Like, she would have realized mm-hmm. that two gay guy couples had broken up after six years of marriage. Like, <laughs> she would have said, hmm, what are the threads here? How can I thread these together? You know? And then she would have been like, Billy, Ricky, now that you're both free, are you interested in doing any duets? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, a thruple performance between the three of them would just be actually iconic. They could sing the La 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 song from Raise Your Voice and they could really close the circle for me. Close the circle for me. Let's move on to questions. We were wondering why we didn't have a lot of comments because we didn't have an episode on Tuesday. Duh. We were like, why isn't anyone calling? And it was like, you guys literally were away. They were on vacation. So Reading hot dogs, vegan dogs, slaw, you know, all sorts of things. Rita Wilson is not on threads yet. Oh, she's coming. <laughs> she's coming. So Alexa Bliss and Ryan Cabrera are pregnant, and Alexa Bliss is doing Spawn related to her gender reveal of hair extensions that are pink and blue. They're gender reveal themed, I guess. But... um Alexa Bliss always wears blue and pink hair extensions. She's like hardly ever not wearing them. Anyway. Bye. Wait, can you explain this? 
Yes. So she's doing Spawn. People are calling because she posted a TikTok on her Instagram and on TikTok. She reposted of her, like, get ready with me sort of thing. And she's putting on her hair extensions. Alexa Bliss is the wrestler who's married to Ryan Cabrera and they're about to have a baby. Alexis Cabrera is her full name. But Alexa Bliss is her wrestling name, so that's how people are going to know her. They're not going to know Alexa yes. Cabrera. She was doing her hair with hair extensions, and people thought she was putting gender reveals in her hair extensions or something. Because the caption is, here's how I did my hair for the gender reveal. Thank you at Bellamy Hair. Oh my God, I love Bellamy Hair. Heart, 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 Bellamy Hair, hashtag Lexi10. Which is oh, a code. Oh, Oh, It's slay. a code. Okay. Right. So it's, it's her putting on her code. extensions. It's a code. When I was watching this, you're sort of waiting for the like the reveal of the gender reveal where it's like, okay, if you're going to do the pink blue thing, how are you going to do this? It's just the hair that she wore for the gender reveal. There's not going to be some sort of thing where she like rips off the extensions and only leaves like the blue extensions or only leaves the pink extensions or like her hair that'd changes so colors. Fun. There's no, no actual so mechanism fun. here. Right. Oh, I feel well, like it's a missed opportunity. I yeah. feel like Ryan Cabrera should tug on her hair extensions and if they come out, the color that comes out is the the baby. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God, I have a idea, better idea. That's stupid. Someone else should install hair extensions and put her hair up in a bun and she should have yeah. a specific color. And then at the time of her reveal, she takes out the bun and shakes her hair dramatically. And she does that beautiful shake. I mean, if we must do these things, we should make them fun <laughs> and dramatic, you know, and not and not set forest fires is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Hair, I feel, is a much more reasonable option for all of these things. I completely yeah. forgot that they were married, that they were together at all until these calls. It's also just funny that she did she did her gender reveal hair and put pink and blue in her hair. So what was the reveal? Well, there was no reveal. They haven't done the reveal yet. Or they haven't revealed the reveal. But the caller, as the caller said, she does typically have pink and or blue hair. Oh. Even in her Instagram profile, she has pink hair. So Oh. So it's not special. It's not special, but it is spawn. That's ultimately like what we're doing here. It's not special, but it's spawn. Well, this is a nice way to get spawned into your, like, event or whatever, because we wouldn't mm -hmm. be talking about this otherwise. I feel like mm -hmm. I didn't, I knew they were pregnant, but, like, I didn't care. That's how I feel. I remember when they got married, because they had this neon sign that said the Cabrera shit show, where they, like, mm -hmm. for some reason, they they um, censored shit in shit show, which is, like, if you're going to have it in neon, you might as well write shit show. And then they put mm -hmm. that in their house, you know, because obviously where the fuck, where the fuck else is that going to go, you know? 12 weeks ago, Alexa and Ryan went to who Ryan has pink hair. He has the same hair, but he has a beard now. So he has kind of mm -hmm. the same like anti-gravity hair, mm -hmm. but he dyed it pink for this like little fake prom that they went to. And it had like people exclusive photos and it said happy prom 2023 surrounded by balloons doing a classic prom pose. And the top mm -hmm. comment is Sarah Michelle Geller, And it says, so sad we missed. That is <laughs> the biggest lie I've ever read in my entire life. <laughs> so sad we missed. No, you're not. You've never been happier about anything than to have missed this. Me when I'm lying. That's like you commenting on that guy's post about the white party and Michael being like, Rubin. Thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having us. Okay, um, we're done with this. Yeah, can we move on, please? Yes. Lindsay, Bobby, also Timmy. I feel like we heard it here first. Um, Kyle Richards and Maurizio have split. 
And people are saying it's because of this Morgan Wade little girly trip that they went on. But who knows? Um, what are y'all's thoughts? Crunch, crunch. Bye. So yeah, this was kind of confusing. This was a little confusing. Oh, it's still extremely confusing. It shows how, like, this can go wrong. And the thing is, people hasn't taken this down. So people no. on July 3rd at 4.42 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that's, like, right before the holiday. That's giving very much, like, right before the holiday to mm-hmm. be distracted by. But Like, my car is here. I'm packed. I gotta go. Nobody <laughs> was distracted enough to not post about this because we got mm-hmm. all the texts about it like did it because we talked about this kyle richards and mauricio mansky have separated after 27 years of marriage parentheses exclusive by joel goldstein and dave quinn okay you have the double byline you have mm-hmm. a full article it says so people confirms a source close to the pair tells people mauricio and kyle have been separated for a while now but are still living under the same roof they remain amicable as they figure out what's next for them and their family okay so this doesn't say anything about divorce. This says something. This is what I think is maybe the the thing that's confusing. Mm-hmm. This says separated, which I think is what is definitely confirmed, right? People then just assume divorce because usually after separation comes divorce, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is not in 100% of the cases, but in let's say 90% of the cases, a lot of them, okay? Mm-hmm. So that happens and people kind of see that because it's the holiday and literally just go about their holiday business. Like there's yes. no follow-up. Only if you were like on your phone or on your stuff, you would see that not so long after that, Kyle like posted refuting the uh, story, essentially. She refutes it in a way that's sort of like, this is so pre-planned because people use the language separating. And then she says, in regards to the news that came out about us today, any claims regarding us divorcing are untrue. However, yes, we've had a rough year. We both love and respect each other. Like, she doesn't refute the separation. She refutes the speculation that followed that said they are divorcing. But then you look back at people's coverage and they never use divorcing. They never say divorce. But, like, come on. Like, that's the natural step and, like, the foregone conclusion, no? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that anyone is stupid for seeing this headline and being like, well, they're breaking up. No, exactly. I feel like this was all part of the plan. It was like, we'll release the statement, we'll get that press, then we'll respond to it by like acting like we're correcting things, but not actually correcting things. But also, what's the point of this if you actually are probably going to get a divorce? Like, I don't really understand. I kind of don't understand what the journey of this is even going to be, you know? Who put this out there in an official manner? What's the point of putting this out there? Is this just to like promote? his show that just finished taping or Mm -hmm. or is this to promote her show I feel like Beverly Hills just stopped taping so therefore it's not going to be on that next season of this show anyways like I'm very confused as to what purpose this is if they're not actually going to eventually just say we're getting divorced like why would you refute the I, I don't know I really don't understand I don't know if it makes any sense to you I think that the Vanderpump Rules fiasco and ratings bonanza over the past six months really fucked every bravo person up because they were like how can we do this too like this is just like to me reading like kyle is trying to squeeze as much as he possibly can out of this i don't disagree and i wouldn't put anything past these people and also kyle i don't watch beverly hills anymore but i used to 
her whole thing was talking about how much she was obsessed but with Mauricio, like, how much she right. loved Mauricio, and how she never break up with Mauricio. That one psychic is like, see, I was right. Everyone said I was wrong, but I was right. I was right. I was right. That was one of the best scenes in all. Did you ever? Yeah. Did you I, watch wa- that I was scene watching though? at the okay. time. I was still okay, watching at the time. That is, come on, that you know that's that's a iconic. He that will iconic. never love you, or like whatever. He will never take care. Of you. Like whatever she said. Her, oh, we'll put the clip. But like, it was one of the most amazing moments on Housewives. He will never emotionally fulfill you ever. Know that. Know that. Know that. No, this one. Oh, he's he will so never emotionally fulfill you, but you will stay with him, and he will take care of you. And as soon as the kids are bigger, you'll have nothing in common. What are you talking about? Have you seen my husband? I mean, hello. We also have the like, you know, kind of the other element, which is like the country singer, right? Which makes it mm-hmm. even more exciting. Mm-hmm. And now, so many things have come about that. It's like, oh, they have the same tattoo on their bodies did you see that i did see that oh there was you know remember how we said we didn't see anything about this singer having dated women before well there was an ex who kind of came out and said something like Mm -hmm. there have been lots of other things that really put these two people together and make it honestly very exciting because like it's a juicy tale if this is what is happening or whatever yes people are so excited to yell about different new relationship scenarios that like people are doing to make their Mm -hmm. relationships work right like opening or adding someone into them into the relationship or like whatever Mm -hmm. it is all these things but when it comes down to like traditional media and housewives we're so stuck on the idea of like man and wife that for Mm -hmm. some reason (laughs) we don't actually add those factors into Mm -hmm. these couples which I think is so interesting because it's like you're woke until you're essentially put in a scenario where women are like I love my husband and then you're kind of the like the most traditional I also, scenario you love your husband <laughs> you yeah. also love your you love your husband you say you love your husband you love your husband you know what I mean like and I think people are have been yelling for a long time like there's lots of different scenarios you know this but it's for some reason when we're in a different mindset we can't see that and mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of maybe what's going on here well I think another thing the reason I bring up the Mauricio stuff is that and like how obsessed she is with him or the precedent is that she's obsessed with him like publicly She's always been, correct me if I'm wrong, because again, I stopped watching Beverly Hills a long time ago, (laughs) but she's always been the one who's like, no, I have the best marriage. I have the best life. I have the most enviable one, right? Look up to me, aspire to be me. So what this is giving is also a version of conscious uncoupling where she's like, we're going to do this slowly, deliberately, and lovingly, and we may be separating and divorce may be down the pipeline, but we're going to do this in the most respectful way possible because that is what my brand is. Even if there is like animosity simmering underneath the surface. She's so obsessed with like the perfection of it all or the perceived perfection of it all. They also have a young kid. Yes, that's true. But I think you're right. I think there's something about her being kind of this like she's almost like the Kyle summer summer house of Housewives of Beverly Hills at this point. She's the ringleader. She's kind of like the she's the closest to production that that cast gets in mm-hmm. terms of just keeping the show going. She's she's bringing in new people. She's she's making sure that it kind of stays alive. And I think recently she kind of got villainized because she got really annoying. And I think she's trying to be like. What is the thing that people like the most about me? Oh, it's my marriage. It's my husband. Mm-hmm. It's my stability. It's my yeah. It's like it's like oh, it's embarrassing that that's which the case, must suck. But, no, it probably yeah. is makes her feel right. bad. <laughs> so she's like, I need to hold on to this in any way. And even if we are separating, how do we do this in a way that maintains that for me? But also, it's like if you think a housewife's marriage is doomed, 
statistics say you're right because it's like the numbers are too history repeats itself if you're a housewife there's a 95 percent chance your marriage is failing this is not like <laughs> at this point it's just a science i'm serious at this point come on no robin and juan are fine i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> to me this seems like the prologue for like a really long long storyline kind of annoying storyline about this person do you want to read this gibberish this rumor is so funny this dumbass where did this even come from this isn't demois is it this is all about the real housewives oh it's just yeah a random it's from person a housewives thing stan account a, ha- a random housewife stan account sent this it's just like the demoisification of celebrity gossip where it's just sort of like random unedited text messages unsourced unsourced, unverified as if a text message implies some sort of like validity you know what i mean right like this is not this doesn't have a headline from a lawyer's office you know what i mean it's just a text message i could text bobby like the queen is dead you know i mean she is Mm. at this point she is and i'd say likely state (laughs) for her to be in (laughs) well she likely state for her to be in this is sort of like this starts with this like really funny authority and then it devolves into complete gibberish but like when you first look at it and they even add like eyes emojis to the top like it's going to be spicy and you're like oh this is going to be so spicy and then it just like turns into complete nonsense here's the deal keep anonymous please my mom is besties (laughs) with kyle kyle was having an emotional relationship she told mauricio months ago they didn't want to give up on the relationship so they said they would work on things Kyle's oldest daughter was aware when Kyle fessed up to Mauricio. Everyone makes a big fuss about Kyle's weight. She was losing weight from stress. They have been having problems for almost a year. She's not on Ozempic. I think once they announced separation, they immediately regretted it. We're hopeful they stay together. It's not a publicity stunt. It's like, this is giving like telephone. You you did witness the family do something, but you were like six ears removed from it. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so bad at telephone. I'm so bad at telephone. Like, I have not amazing hearing, and I just feel like all that and get like with my, I want the game to be fun. Like this is when we played telephone for normal gossip, and everybody got mad at us. But I was like, we had more fun. Like we were making the story better. Yeah. I just feel like this. When you're you right, have... this is somebody who's trying to like make it fun. Well, also like, and I know you just said you're bad at telephone, but like, I'm really bad at fundamental. Like, it should be pretty easy, and the whole thing is like. Because it's easy, you have to make it a little funnier in order to make the game worthwhile. God, we should be playing telephone more. Like in general, like in culture. Why aren't we playing it more? It's so fun. It should be like a creative exercise because it's never really authentic. But also anytime you have anything to say, like any goss, it should be done telephone style. I mean, that's kind of what happens anyway. That's kind of what happens naturally. No, I mean like when I'm at a party and I have goss, I want us all to sit in a circle and I tell it to one person and it has to go around the circle. <laughs> I mean, literally, I want to play telephone. Okay, that's fun. Next time I have goss, I'm going to fucking... Let's do, sit I'm in a circle and whisper demand it. Demand that it's done telephone style. Oh my God, I'm trying to imagine who I'd want good goss about. I'm thinking. <laughs> like, but it has to be interpersonal. This is no, not like I know. No, goss. like, this actual is like friends. about friends. No, I'm thinking about friends I want gossip about. What's annoying about this stuff, you know, is because it's housewives. It's just like it's feeding the narrative of the TV show. And like this really hasn't broken the fourth wall in a way. I mean, I guess it kind of has, but it hasn't as much. Scandal really broke the fourth wall in a way that was like a little bit interesting. And I just. I really can't say this has. So that's the difference. And that's why I think this doesn't blow up as big a scandal. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like what we want 
it, what the culture wants that is that isn't Bravo fans is for something that is interesting and kind of says more about reality TV than it does about the actual mm-hmm. thing. And this really doesn't. Yeah. And I think Kyle Richards is way smarter than most of the ha- the cast of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. In that I feel like she's probably doing a lot of the manipulation here for her career and time there than they were. As yeah. much as people said they were, they trust me, they are not that smart. They weren't. You know? Yeah. The more we talk about it, the more I'm like, this and this text that's like, it's not a publicity stunt. It's like, this is Kyle being good at her job. This is Mauricio being good at his job too. And their job, not meaning real estate, the other job, being famous. If this rumor about Kyle dating someone else, this country singer, is true or contains any like hint of truth, she would want to reveal it slowly and softly and respectfully. So this is how you do it. It's like, we tried to work through it. It didn't quite work. We tried to find a way to make all of us happy. It didn't quite work. So then after trying every possible route, every possible thing, I am where I am now. You know, like, I don't think Kyle is the type to suddenly say I'm dumping Mauricio and dating this person, right? I just am like, when it's housewives stuff, you really have to be like, we're not a housewives podcast. Is this a housewives narrative? Is this a plot line? Mm-hmm. Is it interesting when Erica Jane uh, gets sued because her husband stole money from the survivors of a plane crash? Yes, that's interesting. Is it interesting when, uh, you know, somebody on the cast of Vanderpump Rules cheated with the best friend and then filmed a whole a whole uh, season where they were lying about that? That's interesting. And the, did the mm-hmm. producers know and this and that and it, mm-hmm. it blew up and they went to the White House Correspondence Center? Yes, that's interesting. This, I just feel, is so much closer to just being an episode of television that I, I say I liked Emma kind of like enough. Yes. And I think Kyle's one of the more interesting, one of the easier housewives to talk about on this podcast because she has such like a long history as a celebrity and like being in Hollywood. I think like her sisterhood with Kim Richards is like fascinating to me. The things that she probably learned from Kim's experiences oh, sure. and the way I mean, that the she entire, tries to course correct from Kim's experiences. You know, the like, entire Hilton family is interesting as yes. a handshake to housewives. But I do think that what was once interesting about them being Hiltons has been swallowed up by the fact that they've now all been on this show. And mm-hmm. the only person who's kind of like not part of this world is Paris, right? And who is mm-hmm. also interesting. But like <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> I agree. But it's just, but in terms of like what we're concerned with, the show is now gobbled up too much of the story to even, to and manipulated it to be kind of worth discussing because it feels all manipulated. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But all of these stories are probably so good for gossip publications because they get to write not only the story, but the explanation for the story. Like many, many explanations for the story. So the amount of clicks that a story like this gets as opposed to like a normal piece is just like exponentially higher. A normal like one and done piece about a celebrity event and then we're gonna get like the season and then we're gonna get like the next season it's just like it's a difficult like gossip loop because you get then the reality show let's move on jesse taylor ferguson and justin makita have been married for 10 years oh that's a lot of years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so have lance bass and michael turchin okay well they both survived the six year the six year slump so ha- Neil Patrick Harris and David Burke have been married for twelve years. Okay, well they've all survived the six year slump. Are you trying? Are you trying to? Get, are you getting defensive because you're worried about your whole hitting the five years? <laughs> I'm not even getting defensive. I was just looking at Us Weekly and and they do that rude thing where it's like, oh, oh. two stories about like one thing being sad. Here's the counter program about things that are like happy. Where it's like two gay divorces 
in a row. And then it goes, Hollywood's gay power couples, Sarah Paulson, Holland Taylor, and more. And it's all about like long-lasting gay relationships. I love that. Okay, so mm-hmm. they're like showing the positives. I, I, but I, I, this kind of speaks to your thing about like gay marriage being normalized now. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's just, you know, we're, now you're just, just playing in the big leagues. Yeah, yeah, now you're playing in the big leagues, which is just like people like, get getting married, divorced after get six divorced. years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right. And everyone yawns. They're like, Ricky Martin divorced his <laughs> husband of six years. Who fucking cares? Well, we care. They have a great AD tour, by the way. It's a little older, but it's good. Uh, Next call. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- it's, time- it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I hate and middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> What when I sleep to, on other beds, what is there I else get to say mad. is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get, and that's the one I got, and that's the one that I love, and that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it, and now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix rude. so much. It's so rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently, their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by 
by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Um, hi, Lindsay Bobby. I am calling, and I hope I'm not the only one calling just to hear your thoughts on the Michael Rubin White Party. I'm praying that this will be in a compilation of people saying Michael Rubin White Party, Michael Rubin White Party. Thank you, Michael Rubin, for your White Party, um, because that seems to be what my entire Instagram looks like. Um, all right, great. Uh, that MacBook. Oh, that MacBook. Bye. Okay, you saw this video. It's really giving like bat mitzvah. The energy, the bat mitzvah energy of this like video was so funny to me. It's like lifestyles of the rich and famous meets like a literal $400 video package that I bought for like my son's bar mitzvah. <laughs> you know, like, right? It like, And my son is Michael Rubin because he's in every photo much shorter than everyone else. Sorry, he just is. Looking like, oh, look who came. He's taller than Dixie D'Amelio and Charlie D'Amelio. Okay, but he in so many of these photos, because I'm sorry, a lot of them are basketball players. He's a lot shorter. So he's in the middle of all these guys being like, Daddy, thank you so much for getting all these stars to come to my party, you know? The white party is so many things at once that it's almost hard to wrap your head around because it's like it's like a gathering of the richest and most famous like American celebrities from all sorts of categories. It's like actors, singers, athletes. Like that's it. That's everything. But then it's also like the most famous people surrounded by like the least famous people. So there's a weird like dissonance there. And then you have this guy who maybe you remember his name, right? You recognize his name. Maybe you've seen photos of him before hugging and palling around with we every single one him. of them and acting like he's their best friend. So it just makes you feel a little crazy to see all of this. Like Michael Rubin, like hugging Ben Affleck and Beyonce is weird. Well, it's also just like, I think this happens a lot, but we just don't see it because it's just mm -hmm. not like he put a lot of photos out there, which I don't know if the celebrities knew or didn't because this has become kind of, quote, an event of the season, this mm -hmm. white party thing, which I want to get back to in one second because there's like a long tradition of white parties and I feel very, it's very interesting who has taken them over. Mm -hmm. But I think CEOs are hugging celebrities all the time. CEOs are paying for celebrities to come to their parties all the time. Celebrities love to hug billionaires. Are you yes. fucking kidding me? They love to give a little hug hug to Jeff to Jeff Zucker. Yes. <laughs> Why not mm -hmm. Jeff Zucker? <laughs> I meant to say um, Amazon guy, but then I said Jeff Zucker. Jeff Bezos is what I meant to say. Like they love to hug Jeff Bezos' girlfriend. You know what I mean? And take a photo. But you're just not seeing it. So right. what's interesting about this is like the footage is intense. And you kind of wonder if everyone knew what they were signing up for with all of the footage. Because when the big, big, big stars have to come like hug and see and talk to Charlie D'Amelio, I'm not sure they like necessarily want that on on tape or whatever. Right. It's more like, a, oh, thanks. Like, oh, right. so glad you're a fan. Thanks. What I wanted to talk about, though, what I find really interesting is I don't know if I talked about this last time we talked about his white party, which I don't think mm -hmm. we talked about that much in depth, is how interesting I think it is that this used to be like Diddy's thing. It used yeah. to be like a like celebrity entertainer throwing this party. And then because like celebrity entertainers aren't the richest people anymore, it's now the billionaire CEOs of startups and these companies or whatever. They're the ones with the eccentric amount of money throwing the party. So like... 
it is really interesting to me that it's shifted. Everyone's like, who's Michael Rubin throwing this white party? Because we're so used to these parties being thrown by actual celebrities. Yes. But the truth is these CEOs, they want to be celebrities. They yes. are the new celebrities. As I just said, Jeff Bezos, you know, it sucks. I remember when I worked at Jezebel and Ellie wrote a very long and like much read piece about like the history of the white party because she went to one in the Hamptons at the time. They were filming some Real Housewives there, but like the story of the white party is we've reached like the reverse swing of the pendulum because white party started as like, because if you wore white, the clothes are like harder to take care of. And like, if you have really nice white clothes, it like signifies wealth and it has for a really long time. Mm. And mostly like rich white people did it. And then right. when Diddy then, took like, it over, it was reclaimed. It was, re- it was claimed, it was claimed by Diddy and like blackness and the black community. And it's sort of yep. like this, it's sort of this like commentary on like, oh, you think we don't belong here? We do belong here. Fuck you. Here we are like right. asserting the fact that we belong here. And now it's swung back to just like Michael Rubin being a rich white guy being like, hey, no. <laughs> look how rich I I am everyone come right. right but since he's the richest one it's the party that everyone wants to go to you know no and it's like why is diddy gonna spend his own money throwing this party if he could just go to michael rubens or something mm-hmm. actually i don't know if he was there but i just think it's to me it's just interesting who is a celebrity now you're right mm-hmm. too it's very interesting this white party concept has been claimed and reclaimed and claimed again but and white parties are a genre of party like michael rubens white party is not the only white party happening no, in the hamptons and- and thanks to Diddy, they are too. They expanded mm-hmm. and they be- they became part of culture and people are just throwing parties where you wear white, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a thing. Yeah. So this was a, I, I'm waiting for and we're not going to get it, but I want to see the party planners. Like, I want to know the party planners were. I want to know like some of that goss, but I guess mm-hmm. we're not going to get it. It just says, you know, it's a $50 Bridgehampton estate. So it's a 50, it's a $50 million house. 50 million. They brought in food from Jay-Z and Beyonce's favorite Brooklyn pizza spot, Lucali, as well as Chelsea Eatery, Cucina Alba. Invitations included bottle, custom bottles of Armand de Bergenac. So it's like, it is also kind of Spawn. Kevin mm-hmm. Hart's tequila, Kendall Jenner's tequila. They're both there, you know. He's putting out his own photos. <laughs> the photo of Kendall Jenner and like Kevin Hart and that tequila so where funny. they both look like cardboard cutouts is one of the most like unpleasant things I've ever seen. I think Kara Donald tweeted it. It's so it's upsetting. It's like we photoshopped ourselves in, but somehow they're not photoshopped in. Should I just read some of the names just to get like, I feel like you what you need to do is watch this bar mitzvah video if you really want a sense of like the vibe of the party. It's very mm-hmm. self-congratulatory, mm-hmm. but... These were a lot of thems. Jay-Z, Beyonce, Kim, Kendall, Leo, uh, J-Lo, Ben Affleck, Travis Scott, Justin and Haley Bieber, Kevin Hart, DJ Khaled, Tom Brady, Joel Embed, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Jason Harden, Tobias Harris, Mbappe, the, oh, the football player, mm-hmm. soccer player, Odell Beckham Jr., Joe Burrow, Anika Parsons, uh, blah, 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 Emrata, uh, Usher, Neo, Kenny Chesney, uh, the Chainsmokers, uh, you know, I only saw the hot chain smoker. I didn't see the not hot chain smoker. Was the not you hot chain smoker the not, there? I don't. I, I mean, I assume they, they don't say that the both the hot of them ones in the video be. twice. I didn't see the not hot chain smoker in the video. <laughs> he got like a close up look at him smiling. The hot one. It, people were kind of like so many them's, but it just is so funny to me to have the combo because Michael Rubin is throwing it. It's a party that where the invites aren't based on fame level; they're based on like relationships to this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he probably has some sort of financial stake in the D'Amelio family. Why? <sighs> because I'm just guessing. Like, I'm just guessing. They're the only social media people there, really, in terms of, like, the you know, the origin. It's just them and Alex Earl kind of are the two okay. most publicized social media influencers who were there. Isn't she dating a 
football player, maybe he was yeah. invited. Because the other thing is this guy's he runs Fanatics and uh, many other companies, but Fanatics is this like sports memorabilia merchandising company, and he owned the 76ers. He owned the 76ers for a while, so he's most of this is really based around sports. You know, you're mm-hmm. mostly going to see stuff that's based around sports here. Yeah, and then music, and then maybe you know a few actors like Leonardo DiCaprio. I wonder if this is part of like a Hulu thing too. The D'Amelios and the Kardashians both on Hulu, Disney. Like also, Disney's been trying to per the per the town. Disney's been trying to un, is vaguely trying to unload ESPN. So who would buy ESPN? Michael Rubin might be amongst the people who might want to buy ESPN. I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. It's just like when you look into like the connections that this guy has just based solely on his wealth and investments, it's like he could conceivably be connected to any and all of these people with money, you know, like because he's so rich and has so many investments. And I mean, the athletes alone. But despite them, but but what's kind of funny is all of these A-listers are sucking up to him. Because mm-hmm. he's the billionaire. Mm-hmm. But the photos make it look like he's sucking up to them because he's just like this random guy in a photo with a bunch of celebrities. So I just think right. it's really funny, the the visual versus like, if you knew, you would know that what they're all, that these celebrities are nothing without these billionaires. Mm-hmm. And they're not, and and they know where their bread is buttered. Oh my God. They yep. know where the money is made, you know? Yes. They're, they know where their bread is buttered. When you watch the video, you'll notice that, like, the video sort of in a vague chronological order because it starts during the day and it ends at night. But we don't know how it was actually edited. Like, there's no way to know how long any of these people were there. Like, sure, you'll see people oh, no. there throughout the night who are, like, Beyonce clearly, like, partying. But, like, minutes. there's no way Beyonce was there long. There's no way Kim no. was there long. There's no way Ben Affleck was there long. But, like, still, they know it's good to show up and that they can say... Totally. Michael, take a long drone shot of me walking down this bridge (laughs) and use me prominently, but I'm going to leave in five minutes. You know, like, it's the Hamptons. There's plenty for rich people to do, you know? No, and like half of them were probably already there. It's like, oh, let's go swing by the, you know, let's go swing by this guy's party or whatever. But it's good for them. But the most chic thing you can do at a party is not take photos and not publicize it and not make a video so mm-hmm. that's what i think it's like that's that's the chicest thing is if no one sees it well diddy's was chicer diddy's was a little more on lockdown when it came to photos but it was right. also like pre everyone kind of having a phone around but that's like true. diddy's was, was like a chicer media. party than this this is you're right it's giving bar mitzvah party it's not chic <laughs> i'm just saying like so many of these parties are happening we're just not seeing them and that's fucking chic and this is less mm-hmm. and i think people were kind of laughing at this video because it is cheesy it does mm-hmm. look like a bar mitzvah party. They're about to introduce him and his parent, he's going to light the candles. <laughs> he's like, can I call up Kendall Jenner to light my first candle? <laughs> I've never been to a bar mitzvah. I know. You don't even know what that means. Okay. When you light the candles, you can call up different people to light the candle with you. You get to light like 13 candles, I think. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a lot of, that's a lot of performance. And you like, you think, you know, you bring up your parents, you bring up your, cu- my cousins, you bring up, but then the best is at the end when you mm-hmm. like kind of run out of the people who've paid for the event, you get to be like, I want to bring up my friends from camp. I love my friends from camp. Thank you for supporting me in my journey to <laughs> becoming a bat mitzvah. And then like. 25 or you know however many camp friends you have like mm-hmm. seven-year-olds sorry no 13-year-olds like run up and they're like nah! and then you all like <laughs> light the candle together do you know it's just such a funny <laughs> so it's this 
It's this. It's, it's this. literally, it's like, I want to invite up my friends from the NBA. Thank you guys for being so supportive of me <laughs> in my career. What did he read instead of the Torah? I mean, maybe he did read the Torah. <laughs> I don't he know. Read his, he read his financials. He opened the Chase.com account and read, and read his bank account. And this guy is one of those people where it's like so many celebrities where you're like, what is Ben Affleck's net worth? What is Jack Harlow's net worth? What is Corey Gamble's net worth? It's like, you're going to get bullshit. But this is literally like a finance guy. So when you search for his net worth, you literally get a story about him on Forbes. And you know for a fact that he's worth $11 billion. Like He's huge. And... And we we think we talked about him, but he has a very he has a very like kind of humble beginning where he was like a thirteen year old kid being annoying selling like skis or whatever. Like he mm-hmm. kind of did it. He's not nepo. He's not nepo. He kind of like I mean maybe he is in some realm roundabout and you're yeah. you always get a head start if you come from like a middle class family. But he kind of like if you read if you read his thing, it's like he literally was a thirteen year old who dropped out of college because yeah. he like started like selling skis and then kind of like. W- made websites and then like kind of did the, all of these little entrepreneurial things yeah. before this and now he has more money than anyone should have <laughs> yeah i want to read we did i did try to take as many screenshots as i could of his instagram and the video to get all of the who's but i think these are the ones that i got that are noticeable the Demilios, Corey gamble drewski the fat jewish couldn't believe he's still around Lil baby Lori harvey justine sky Haley bieber Winnie Harlow. Haven't seen Winnie Harlow in a while. Our friend Stephen was like, Winnie, we haven't seen Winnie much lately. Winnie was there. Emrata, arguably of them at this point. Hot chain smoker. And not a who, but I found it interesting. The last celebrity that's featured. She turns. The last celebrity who gets the final little close up in the video is Kelly Rowland. I know she's kind of like, bitch, I'm here. If anything, that makes her them here. It's like, look, but she does a little wave. That wasn't all the who's. That was just you pulling out some notable who weekly favorites or the ones I could pull. There's so many more. I know, but I was Mm -hmm. also looking at photos and I was like, there's so many people here. I don't know. And honestly, a lot of them are sports people. Okay, can we move on? Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. So the Daily Mail is completely unhinged, which is news to nobody. But this headline is truly ridiculous. Kevin Costner's first wife, Cindy Silva, 66, seen grabbing groceries almost three decades after her marriage to the actor came crashing down. Uh, one of the captions is, is she kept it casual in a pair of black leggings, a button-down denim top, and Birkenstock sandals. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, she kept it casual because she was at the grocery store 30 years after having a reasonable expectation of being popped. <laughs> And um, they just keep – they have a picture of everything in her grocery cart. There's, like, one picture of laundry detergent, one picture of (laughs) – it's just an insane level of detail. One of the shots is, like, later in the day, she's dropping off a man at the airport. (laughs) They follow this lady around all goddamn day. Anyway, uh, whatever. Is Cindy Silva 66 a who or a not? Because she's definitely not them, right? I mean, or maybe, I don't know. Uh, crunch, crunch, Avia Tiangin. Bye. Okay, people were loving this headline. I have to say, Daily Mail really made a splash with this one. They really, like, went viral. Read the full headline. Picture exclusive, colon. Kevin Costner's first wife, Cindy Silva, 66, seen grabbing groceries almost three decades after her marriage to the actor came crashing down. <laughs> 
This isn't even the woman that we've been discussing who's divorcing him currently. This is a different woman who is ostensibly, according to this, hasn't left the house in three decades <laughs> in since she divorced Kevin Costner. Like, this is so random and unnecessary <laughs> that what I think is going on here, I think that these stories about Kevin Costner and Christine Baumgartner or whatever breaking up are doing crazy numbers on every website i think really? more people i suspect that so many people are clicking on this shit that they're like we have to give the public what they want like people cannot stop reading about because why it's are just, people obsessed with kevin costner's like, well yellowstone like, people really love kevin costner now controversial divorce people love kevin costner they love how much money he has do you think this is a reveal though into why he's being so annoying about that show like yes. remember when he like yeah. He's turning down like insane money and it's like, well, maybe he's turning down insane money because he doesn't want to have to fucking give it all away to this woman he doesn't like anymore. Yeah. Like, do you, you know, think it's... he's like going to divorce her and then agree to come back to Yellow, to Yellow Garden? I... Sorry, to Yellow. That's literally where I was about to go with this. <laughs> to I Yellow think Tales, to Yellow do. Snakes. What is I think Yellowstone. Yellowstone. I think Yellow he's going Stone. to end this. I think they're going to start production on this. Matthew McConaughey. And he's like, like I'm back, off. bitch. And then once that, once the ink is dry, he comes I back agree. to Yellowstone. That is so sus and complicated, but, you know. It gave me so much clarity because I was like, Kevin Costner not wanting to do that show anymore has never made sense. It's never yeah. made sense. And now right. it makes sense. Right. And look at all the way people are behaving insanely about this. Like, no one can stop writing about this divorce. To be fair, there are a lot of, like, kind of funny details. It's not nasty, but it's sort of, like, surprisingly detailed. I guess that's what I would say. Because it's, like, you find out how much money she's requesting from him. And he's, like, she spends it all on plastic surgery. And he's, like, she's, like, I need it for the kids. And he's, like, you don't need it all for the kids. And our agreement says you have to get out of the house in 30 days. And she's, like, I'm not leaving this house. I think everyone's clicking on it. The Daily Mail saw how much engagement they were getting. They were like, we got to follow this lady around. And then they followed the lady around. And now everyone's clicking on that. But they followed a different lady around. They were following his original lady around. And now they're following a different lady around. And this original lady was iconic because she married Kevin Costner like when he was not famous. They met in like yeah, college in or something. Yeah, 1978. Like before he was Kevin Costner. And by the time they divorced, he was Kevin Costner. And he had so much money. It's best known for being like one of the most expensive celebrity divorces of all time. She allegedly made a $80 million from this divorce. I'm shocked she's buying her own groceries. <laughs> this girly buying her own groceries? She kept a casual and a pair of black leggings, button-down denim top and Birkenstock sandals. She's trying to live her life. And later that day, she was seen dropping a man off at the airport. <laughs> That's the best I don't part know. of this. <laughs> living, living her life. They met in college when they were both students at California yes. State University, Fullerton. And they have two daughters. They have, they, three, they have three kids, two dollars and one son. She is and they were married so, for 16 years. Y'all, she is so rich. Oh, listen. At the time, reports emerged that claimed he had been embroiled in an affair with a celebrated hula dancer. Oh, hula yeah. dancer named There's Michelle. There's a photo of them. Yeah, While he was filmed uh -huh. on the flick Waterworld in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. He, like, dated a ton of people between her and Christine Baumgartner. But even mm -hmm. he and Christine Baumgartner have been married for a really long time. They've been married for like 20 years. But I like this because I feel like this girly, Cindy, the original girly, is like, yeah, mm -hmm. Christine, take her for take him for all he's worth. Oh, yeah. Girly, I got 80 mil. You take the other 80 mil. It's very don't get mad, get everything. Oh, my God. You're so right. They're literally like the first wives club. Well, they're not the first wives club, but they're first wives club. But this woman, I think, explains why Christine is being so intense about this divorce because there's no way after dealing with an $80 million divorce where he gave this woman $80 million. She earned it. She earned it. He probably made Christine sign the craziest prenup 
Oh, I'm sure, because he was much more famous. Right. So the money situation might be a little bit different for her. But yes, also, I'm like, do you see this Kevin Costner's estranged wife, Christine Baumgartner, is ordered to vacate his $145 million mansion by the end of the month as yeah, Judge she wouldn't leave. signals they may uphold Costner's prenup. So they had a prenup. So yeah. there's going to be an issue here for yeah. her. And she's like, I'm not leaving the house. But I think it makes him look bad. And I think this is like what we're trying to, what what is getting people all riled up. It makes him look bad, but he doesn't care. Mm -hmm. I feel like the fan base of people who like love Yellowstone are probably also like, no shade to someone who's just trying to take care of his money. Because isn't that what Yellowstone is about? <laughs> you know, like he's just looking right. up for his money, you know? Yeah. Kevin Costner's first wife, Cindy Silva, 66, seen grabbing groceries almost three decades after her marriage to the actor comes crashing down. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I use Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, medium time, first time. Who is Natalie Nunn? I had never heard of her, and then I saw the chatter on Twitter and TikTok about people reacting to Nick Minaj's line about her. I think she says, even if I was Natalie Nunn, these bitches still couldn't chin-check me. So I looked her up, um, and from the photos, I understand the line now, but um, would love to know if there's anything to know about her. Looks like she was on Bad Girls Club, but yeah, what's her deal? Um, okay, showing hole, grunch, grunch. Showing hole, grunch, grunch. I love what we've built. Lindsay, aren't you so what? proud of what we've built? <laughs> showing hole, grunch, Sometimes grunch. When I hear the, the combinations of them, I'm like, that's one from like four years ago and then <laughs> one from yesterday. It's like really beautiful to see the eras overlap. Occasionally, like, you, you you really have to confront, like, the the superficiality of this job when you, like, have dinner with friends who do important things. <laughs> and you're talking about your days and you just sort of, like, I've you sort of, like, quiet those down. people out of my life. I can't f face them anymore. I have one friend who's a doctor. That's enough. Um, that's enough. Okay, so <laughs> Natalie Nunn. Here's the thing about Natalie Nunn. 
even if you didn't watch Bad Girls Club, which I occasionally dabbled it in college. She's a real bad girl. She showed up after the show had been on for a little while. And so she'd like learned from the best. And so she was Oh, just I know like, her face. I know her face. So when you see her face, you're like, oh, I recognize this face. And when you hear her voice, like, listen. Friday nights, I hope everybody wants to go out. <laughs> I like to party. I'm used to the Hollywood level, the nice things, guys to fly me out, guys to buy me stuff. So if you can't do any of those things for me, I don't even waste my time. She put took her Bad Girls Club fame and really expanded it because she's now got Nally Nunn Cosmetics. She's got Fashion Nova. Oh, she's, she's doing hair. She's got like fitness. And most importantly, she got Zeus money. Although like, I mean, someone we need. But to, come honestly, on, what's Zeus? What is Zeus though? Come on. This is the thing. Zeus has so many shows. I think that they probably low key have so many subscribers. We need Matt Baloney. We need Gia Tolentino. We need people to do report a full on, on fucking report, long reporting on, what's on, going on Zeus. What's Zeus? Because yeah. Zeus is, I think, low-key one of the probably the most popular streaming platforms just because they have so many shows. And those shows are not free to produce. So it's like money must be coming in somewhere. I know they're on the cheaper end, but they are still being made and they have enormous casts. Like Natalie Nunn has been now on, I think, five seasons of the spiritual successor that I think she co-created, Baddies, which is on Zeus. And so she's currently like, I think they're about to film like the reunion special or something for the latest season of Baddies. It's five ninety nine a month. I'm just, I'm like, I don't know. I really do. You're so right though. Like it's so, like we're out here screaming mm. about Paramount Plus. It's like someone should be writing about the Zeus Network. Like yes. you're, you're missing this huge pocket of like entertainment that is making a ton of money. Yes. So yeah. if you're listening to this and need to pitch something at your next beating, Zeus. What's Zeus. going on with Zeus? What's going on with Zeus? Zeus is totally influencing like cultural conversations. There's so many popular shows, baddies, not just baddies, which we're talking about, but like all of the Jocelyn Hernandez shows, like all the ones that have spinoffs, like Jocelyn's Cabaret, Jocelyn's Cabaret New York, all the other ones. Like it is this woefully <laughs> underreported streaming service. And I just feel like it deserves attention and it deserves to be written about at length because like people don't talk about it like in the broader media and it's this huge success. No, I love this. Yeah, good idea. The reason we're talking about Natalie Nunn right now is she was relevant before she appeared in this um, Nicki Minaj, well, Lil Uzi Bird song featuring Nicki Minaj. But before she appeared in this like now iconic lyric, this bar, she was at the BET Awards and she kind of went viral a couple of weeks ago at the BET Awards because she was like kind of kind of harassing Ice Spice, like <laughs> kept trying to get Ice Spice's attention because they sat next to each other at the things. And so here's at the awards. So like here's a video of her trying to get Ice Spice's attention while they're sitting in the audience. Hey, baby Spice! Daddy's in the building. Ice Spice! So the reason Nikki called out Natalie Nunn. This is a funny line because it is kind of like rude in a way. It's a little rude, but it's like calling out her signature, which is like her chin. Like she's she got like a big it. chin. Big chin. Not really. She has like a very, she has a very iconic um, silhouette. What do you call it? Profile. Someone posted a screenshot of her on not Bad Girls Club, but Baddies. The, again, spiritual successor. There are so many spinoffs already. They're Baddies all on ATL. Zeus. And they took a photo that shows a pronounced chin. You can see her full contour. Right. And it was used online. You saw it on Twitter a lot. Okay? So this is the line in the uh, Nicki Minaj verse. Hey, yo. Even if my name was Natalie Nunny, but just still couldn't chin check me. So instead of getting mad at this or starting a fight with Nicki Minaj, Natalie Nunn was like, yeah, Slay, I love this lyric. This is great. She's filming herself singing along to it. She's going to parties, like popping bottles while this song is playing. She loves it. It's going viral on TikTok, the sound is. 
And she claims to have just made a million dollar deal with presumably TikTok thanks to this song. She wrote, ha 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 ha, that shout out just got me a million dollar deal. This is all really funny. Stay tuned, Nicki Nicki Minaj. Thanks again, sis moi. Then the next screen, she goes, I will always have the last laugh. TikTok deal signed and sealed, moi. Oh, but that doesn't mean a deal with TikTok. That means she has a deal on TikTok to with a brand to play off the sound that ostensibly they would clip. I, I get what's happening I guess that here. makes more sense. A brand reach out and they're like, oh, now that you're in this song, we're going to clip the bit where you're in it. We're going to do mm-hmm. something with you and this brand. Million bucks. All right. Ice Spice eventually did um, acknowledge her, by the way. There's a photo of them together. If you hear that sound, this is why. If you hear that sound on TikTok, it's all because of this. It's all because of baddies. That's fun. And if you work for The New Yorker, write a piece about Zeus. Thank you. I do like the line, bitches on TV channeling me. That's fun. That's like fun. That's a fun. That's fun. I love that. Look. Antonio. Look. N- Nikki, the Nikki. queen of wordplay. She's back, Clever. baby. Nikki knows what she's doing. <laughs> Rumors of her dumping her husband. Then she's back. She's back. Dump her husband. Release the pink print part two. Not pink Friday. I want pink print part two. Not pink no, Friday. No, but you're getting pink Friday too. Sorry. <laughs> I want pink print part two. Give me grand piano like B sides, okay? Thank you. Thank you. The people are talking. The people are saying that even if my name was Natalie Nunny, but just still couldn't check me. Hi, Lulu Weekly. First time, long time. I was just scrolling and I saw that the Vanity Fair um, cover story of the the Rain Teens is celebrating 20 years. I was wondering if you could do a ranking of from who to them. I know, like, probably the dimmiest of them will probably be, like, Lindsay or maybe even Mandy Moore at this point. But at this point, who even remembers some of the people on there? Like, what are they doing now? Don't know. Uh, thanks. Crunch, crunch. Amanda Bynes, Mary-Kate Olsen, Ashley Olsen, Mandy Moore, Hilary Duff, Alexis Bedell, Evan Rachel Wood, Raven Simone, Lindsay Lohan. This is like extremely hard to do, though. Because we're ranking them now? Yeah. Bottom. Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Unfortunately, not due to like her drama, no. but kind of just like due to millennial memory and just kind of like has who has made the transition into like the kind of remaining famous. Mm-hmm. I always feel like the Olsen twins should be on top, but then I hear that people don't know who they are, and I'm like, oh, God. And Mandy Moore was in a huge TV show not yeah. so long ago, you know, and Hilary Duff remains. And Evan Rachel Wood was in Westworld. <laughs> she sure fucking was. And Raven, Raven even Simone. had a comeback because she's lesbian. Raven, Raven had a comeback, and Raven is around even if she isn't, like, on Westworld. And Lindsay Lohan know? is kind of this, like, everlasting gobsopper. Like, she never goes away. That's true. You know? It's actually quite hard. I think it goes Amanda Bynes, Alexis Fidel. But I have to say, these are all very close together. Like, this is the order, but they're, like, they're neck and neck, you know? Mm -hmm. You think Bladell? But people watching Mad Men. She was on Mad Men? Yeah. Fine, Duff? No, you're right. It's fine. It's Bladell. Because it's... you think it's it's Bynes, Bladell. They're so close, which is actually really, really crazy how close all these people are. Okay, so you have... Bynes, Bladell, then maybe Duff. Duff or Simone. Duff or Simone, then maybe. I'd say Duff below Simone. Duff is so weird. But she like exists. She did just the... do How I Met Your Father or whatever. 
Yeah, but who's watching that? Who's watching that? Okay. I think it's Bl- it's Bynes, Bladell, Duff, and then we have a problem here. But I feel like it's funny. So like, like Rachel Evan Woods is in Westworld, but like Raven Simone is still such a part of culture. <laughs> like- yeah. <laughs> Raven Simone is, I think, over Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, I think so too. So maybe Rachel Evan one, then Simone, then Mandy Moore. Bynes, Bladell, Duff, Wood, Simone, Mandy Moore, the Olsen twins, and Lilo at the top. So you think Olsen twins two, Lilo one? Yeah. L- Lindsay Lohan like. But not by much. No. Not, what's so sad is that most of these girlies, okay, let's say like most of these girlies have done an extremely good job transitioning into adult careers, okay? Mm-hmm. I would yeah. say there's one person here who hasn't, and unfortunately, it's because of issues that are out of their control. I would look at this and I'd be like, wow, it's incredible how not irrelevant most of these women are currently considering their own. And how actively like, relevant they are. Actively <laughs> relevant and like working and like business, like business women girly, like making money, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's almost makes it harder. But they're all kind of existing in the same plane of that money yeah. making. Like, like okay, so I would say Rory Gilmore and Rachel Evan Wood are and, the two, and maybe Mandy Moore are the two that are actually acting. Like, those three are, like, getting cast in stuff that people are watching and acting, and the rest are kind of, and maybe Hilary mm-hmm. Duff, too. Okay, Hilary Duff, well, too. Well, Raven's Home is still on. But the, it's a nostalgia piece. But it's a nostalgia piece. Like, it doesn't count if it's a nostalgia piece. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. But as even as a nostalgia piece, it's been on for like five years. Like it's it's st- it that's must the original be character that she played. So it's like to me that doesn't count. Like if like if if Hillary Duff was still on TV, but it was the Lizzie McGuire show, I kind of would be a little bit less. Just I'd be a little bit more like okay, well. But it means it it helps her maintain her relevance. I want to read through this list one more time. <laughs> Bynes, Bladell, Duff, Wood, Simone, Moore, Olsen's. Lohan. It's just crazy that like as kind of embarrassing as Lindsay Lohan's career became and fraught her personal life became, she's still like, like, that's the most famous person on this cover. That's so weird. (laughs) Yeah. Despite it all, she's the most famous one of all of them. It's weird. And it's weird because it's almost like her fame is because she kind of exemplifies something. She kind Mm -hmm. of is an, she's kind of like an icon or like an emblem of a certain time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Versus being like actively like, because we know she can't really act anymore. Sorry, the, mm-hmm. her Hallmark movie was fine to fine to fine, fine to good, Netflix. whatever, fine, whatever yeah. it was. But like that's not really like in her cards. So she's still kind of giving socialite, or she's giving so she's giving post acting socialite or something like a spokesperson. I don't know what she's giving. And the Olsen twins to me would be on top, but they're not public, so they don't do any interviews. They don't do anything. They're kind of like yeah. mis- just purposely mysterious. This was the last interview they ever did. I'm kidding, but like it might have been. Remember the um, remember the scene in um, Elliot Page's memoir where he's like, <laughs> he's like, I did a yeah. photo shoot with a very famous photographer, and the photographer yeah. was like a total asshole to him. I was like, Elliot, you can just say Annie Leibovitz. <laughs> like it's right. totally fine to just say right. Annie Leibovitz. <laughs> right. We're not surprised. You're going to do lots of things in this book, but you're not going to say any Leibowitz. <laughs> I also, the thing about this photo is they were all in person, which which is, might have been the last time that happened in a photo like this. Is yeah. that It looks kind of photoshopped D, but they're all in mm-hmm. person. And they're all like very intentionally like physically touching so that you understand that they are in person. Yeah. And at the top, one of the one of the um, headlines that's on the front of this magazine says, so left, they're out, Norman Mailer, Gore Vidal, and Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> And then on the other hand side, it says, so right, they're wrong. 
the neocons who pull George W. Bush's strings. It's like God, magazines it's still, used to be so good. It's magazines still used to fair. slay. The idea that you could have it's totally raining, raining teens, and it's so like a major moment in pop culture. Twenty, you know, twenty pages of the hottest tween, teen and tween stars. Which, by the way, tween. Ay, ay, ay. Gore Vidal is written on top of Alexis Bledel's head. Okay, thank you for listening to another episode of Who <laughs> Weekly. Keep calling in at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show, the one you're listening to. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus Catch episodes us on of Discord server. Catch us on threads. Uh, buy tickets to our live show. We'll be on threads until we decide not to be on threads anymore, for sure. We won't be on for TikTok, sure. though. That's just not working out. I'm sorry. It's not working out. And then um, <laughs> what else? Oh, rate and reviews on Apple Podcasts. There's like one rude one on there that like needs to be obscured. So go yeah, on there and you, leave like, something rate nice. More so it can go away. Someone recently <laughs> told me in person that they don't listen to the podcast because it wasn't for them, and I was like, "Why are you telling me this? You can <laughs> like, why would you tell me that to my face? Are you out of your mind? You're telling me that to my face. I just don't. I'm just to sort know. of like pleasantly nodding. Oh, okay, you don't like it. Great, thank you. Bye. Gotta go. <laughs> I think the line was, it's really not for me. Ugh. Well, it's one Grimace. thing when it's someone you know. I don't need someone I know to listen. This was but a stranger. A, yeah. <laughs> you're coming up to me and you're telling me that you don't like my podcast? Well, what, well, also, it's like, what do you want? The hard sell? Do you want me to, like, turn into, like, you want me to start sh- selling it to you? you what, do you want me to, to cry? Like, you want me to convince, you want me to change your mind? It kind of made me feel completely crazy. <laughs> well, it should, it should have. <laughs> anyway, leave something nice on the Apple Podcast. I could use it. And we'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, and if you want to watch And Just Like That with us, subscribe to our Patreon or within the Apple Podcast app because that's where we talk about And Just Like That. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hey. Hey. Gore Vidal is written on top of Alexis Bledel's head. Hi, BLT. I'm calling because I just read news um, from the island where I go to the beach every summer that a leatherback turtle has laid 93 eggs for the first time in over a decade. And it's really giving mother of the week. And I'm just wondering if you can rank the different types of sea turtles from who to them, or even what is a leatherback sea turtle? Thank you. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I'm so sorry to bother you. Um, I am calling because you talked about my college classmate, Braxton Berrios, that I'm sure everyone is over by now. And this is just really gossip that doesn't matter. Um, but interesting fun fact about Braxton Berrios. Um, this is a very specific niche. Um, but when he posted graduation photos, because I graduated with him, um, he named himself valedictorian, which we, like, didn't have at the University of Miami, which made no sense to me. And then, like, a bunch of ESPN articles came out calling him valedictorian. And, like, everyone I knew was very confused because like, he wasn't. Um, he graduated with a 4.0, which props to him. However, just again, very specific niche. He, like, didn't take as many credits as, like, everyone else. You know how, like, the football team works and you get internship credits. Anyways, that's a whole thing. That's a very specific complaint. Um, Scarjo, Yummy Pop, Crunch Crunch. You're definitely not going to play this. Sorry. Uh, hi, Bobby, Lindsay, to me. I am calling because my husband has an inquiry for you. So rank who to them.
um, Kendall Roy, Ken Todd, Ken Jennings, and Ken the Doll. Crunch, crunch. <laughs>